Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I finally get to sit down with uh, with Henry Skinner. Henry, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? So uh, it's I, I know it's fairly late, um, and I'm gonna try my best not to uh, get into too many rabbit holes. But uh, let's just if um, just give us a brief introduction. So, um, what what team are you best known for right now, and where are you actually? Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've been. I'm now part of the the Meteors Dodgeball team. Uh, we're based in Lutterworth, so even if you looked at on Google Maps, you probably wouldn't be able to find it. It's a tiny town near Leicester, um, but I'm actually based in Birmingham. So, yeah, and, and this is my my eleventh season playing dodgeball. Um, started back home in Norfolk, um, which is a county, um, and yeah, that's for the Raiders, and yeah, that kind of takes me to where I am today. So, started at Raiders, now at Meteors. Awesome. So yeah, we're definitely gonna to get into this. So in case uh, people aren't aren't tracking, um, this is my first like I think legitimate uh, international interview, and um, <laughs> you have to excuse my my terrible geography, man. I'm, I actually have a Google Map pulled up right now, so I'm probably gonna oh. be like looking at uh, whatever I can to kind of catch up. And um, I do have Sergio Leone in, in the on here as well. He's kind of just give me a little bit of a. Uh, some intel, for lack of better words, but um, <laughs> did I did I hear correctly? You said meteors. Is that? Yeah, the the meteors or the Lutterworth meteors, but we kind of we, we go by by the meteors now. Okay. Um, and you might you might you might have heard of some other uh, teammates from from there. Um, so you got Brett Koenig and Simon Jones. Uh, those two guys founded the team. Um, they've both played internationally as well. Um, so they're, they're two of my teammates there. Awesome. And this is my first, like, okay, this is how bad I'm at geography. So are you're on team, is this team England or Great Britain or what's, what's the, the world's team that you're going to be part of this week? Yeah. So it's, it's quite confusing actually. Um, so this is team GB. Okay. Um, this is the first official, um, international match that we've played as a team. We, we had the, the Atlantic cup back in, um, in April. So you had USA, Canada, Austria and team GB. They played in that. So this is technically the first, the world champs will be the first ever um, sort of official tournament that we play in. Um, but I've previously been at Scotland and even before that I, I was at England too. So yeah, but essentially what you've got the, you've got the home nations and they make up team GB. That's kind of how it's, how it's uh, formed. Awesome. And that's great Britain, right? Team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, again, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, man, but every time I hear London, England, United Kingdom, Great Britain, I just like, oh, it's all the same. But uh, I am looking at a map to help uh, paint this picture. And um, okay, so this is your first ever Worlds, and um, or it's Team Great Britain's first Worlds. First ever uh, Worlds for for Team GB. Um, I've I've personally played in the World Cup um, for dodgeball, so that's under the WDA. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that later on. Um, and I, pl I played in that back in Manchester, I think that was in 2016 now, so it's a few years ago. Okay, so you're no stranger to like the, the international competitive scene then? You've been playing for a couple of years now? Say again? So so you're no stranger to the international competitive scene? Like you, you've No, no, played... not at all. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I've actually played in various tournaments, uh, capacities throughout the years as well. Nice. That's exciting, man. So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll kind of just get into you personally. And then from there, mm -hmm, sure. uh, try to consolidate or, or build up and, and just paint a better scene of uh, what the international scene looks like out there. So mm -hmm. let's uh, let's start with what, what is your number um, and why? Num number two. Um, 
and it's, it just is. I think the first ever dodgeball jersey I got had number two, and it kind of stuck really. Um, so ever since any any kit that I've ever had, I've always tried getting the number two. Um, and if I don't, I sort of try and go for zero. So that's normally <laughs> it's a pretty good default to go to. Um, if not, because nobody ever really goes for it. But yeah, I've, nine times out of ten, I get the number two. Nice. And that's just because, like you said, that was like the first number you got. No real significance other other than that. Yeah, exactly. And I think because when I first started playing, there's there only sort of seven or eight of us. So you kind of had jerseys one through to seven. So, you know, got the number and that was it. There might have been a reason back then, but, you know, that was 11 years ago. <laughs> For sure. That's cool. Um, and then zero, is that just because... You said that really is uh, acquired by the people or any no significance there either, really? I, I don't like double digits. I don't like uh, two numbers on my back, so. Okay. I can work with that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, zeros, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if I know anybody um, that wears zero, and I, I can't think of a single one. So that's another way to kind of distinguish mm. yourself. Um, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of the the unique, uh, the uniqueness out of it, you know, um, if nobody else has got the number or – if you're known for having the number, it's it's pretty, yeah, it's it's, it's a nice thing to have. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm gonna start looking for for zeros now. See if anybody's actually uh, <laughs> putting that that on. Yeah, there. yeah. Let me know. Um, so you, you mentioned where you live. Uh, did I hear correct? Was mm-hmm. it Birmingham? That's where you're from now, or that's where you live currently? Yeah, yeah, Birmingham. So that's uh, West Midlands. Um, easiest way to describe it is about an hour and a half away from London, sort of northwest. I won't spend too much time zooming in here because I literally am looking at the <coughs> maps. But uh, cool. So born and raised, or um, like? Oh no, no, no. Um, so nor- So my original team, uh, the Raiders. It's from Norfolk, which is east. So if you go, if you look at London and sort of go two hours east, well, you, it's a city called Norwich. That's that's where I was born and raised. Um, and then yeah, through life really I've, I've sort of just moved around a bit went to university and then ended up being in birmingham gotcha okay good stuff um so you said raiders uh was that mm-hmm. i i guess let me um yeah okay so i'm so i, I shared the uh, the google doc just so i can kind of stay on track and this is exactly why cause yeah, I, yeah. i'm trying to jump ahead but um let's let's start with what got you into dodgeball first of all and maybe that might help me understand uh what dodgeball's like over there so what, uh, yeah, what got you into it? Well, it's cliche, but the film. Um, I remember okay. the first time I watched the film, I was with my brothers and we were some friends. I think it was it must have been like Christmas or New Year's. I just remember thinking that'd be awesome if I could play it. And um, three or four years later at school, uh, one of the teachers, she then um, she got, got dodgeball into, into the PE lessons, started playing that. And then it's actually both my brothers. They started pe- playing it um, competitively before me. And then um, I then just got into it and just fell in love with it. And that rest is kind of history, really. So I guess, yeah, through, through, through my, my brothers, really. So so do you ever hear, like, when you tell people you play dodgeball, do they say, oh, I like the movie? And they, like, say the, the quotes that... I, I don't think I've ever heard someone not say it. Like, okay. Whenever you say to somebody, oh, I play dodgeball, it's like, oh, no, like the film. And then... Followed by, oh, can you dodge a wrench? Um, oh, every time. That's funny, yeah. Every time. Yeah, I mean, you, you can imagine here in the States, every time, like, you know, freaking, what, 
19 years later after its release uh we still hear it and um not, not is it 19 it's not 19 years ago is it? Uh, i can't do math 15 15 15, 15, 15, years. 15. Yep. still that's a long time yeah exactly it's like come on man like there's so much more dodgeball happening now let's get past yeah. this but uh i feel a little bit better knowing that uh that you guys kind of suffer just like we do so that's funny um yeah no it's exactly exactly the same here so so when you guys started playing did you play like 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 the movie um you know six on six with catching <coughs> and bringing people in because when we played we we just it was we played a version called medic where it was a little bit different it was like you know whoever wanted to play 30 on 30 and uh you know if you de- you would designate somebody as the medic um so if i got out and you're our team medic you can bring me back in we see the movie okay. uh come out we're like hey let's let's try playing dodgeball this way. So it was kind of new for us, but how, how was it um, when you guys adopted it into your PE class? Well, I, I guess like thinking back on it now, I think we, we played maybe sort of variations like you just described. Um, but that might've, yeah, that might've been even before I'd seen the film, like you just sort of played different versions at, at junior school, whatever. Um, but when we first started playing it at high school, um, it was the official, uk dba regulations and uk dba that, that was the original governing body in the uk for, for dodgeball um so we played their rule set which was three balls and it was cloth ball, but you still had six six aside um and that that was kind of that's what dodgeball was back then hmm. so very different um and as i said we played different variations of it at school beforehand but yeah when when i started playing competitively this is this is what it looked like gotcha and, and if you want yeah and if you if you watch some of the the videos of it now it just looks awful like it's not <laughs> it's not spectator friendly at all it's funny so you can watch uh you can watch like you know the, the highest caliber teams here in the states 10 years ago and you're like what, what are they doing uh, it's just yeah. bad um and that's that's what's so awesome about dodgeball is it's still evolving and getting so much better and i bet maybe 10 years from now we'll be watching you know worlds cancun 2019 but like oh god these guys are terrible um it's always improving but so you said um uk dba was uh, united kingdom dodgeball association that was the was yeah that like the first or only governing body yeah at the time or that was that was the first and only um that then became the uk what was it then i think it was uk dodgeball i think it was um and then it became british dodgeball so there's been a, a political journey for, for dodgeball um, in the uk to say the least um but as i'm sure it has been in the us as well but now now it's british dodgeball they're, they're the they're the guys who sort of run the show gotcha yeah uh political journeys man that that is that happens on the local city level to the state to right. even uh the national and we could probably get into that a little bit but um yeah we, we've had our fair share of growing pains <laughs> to get to where we are and um yeah, it's gonna be hard not to dig into that too much uh but I'll, I'll definitely, cause yeah. there's a section where I, I wanted to kind of ask about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, but yeah, we'll pick up on that later. For sure. But uh, so what was, going back to, you know, you said the rest is history, but what was it about dodgeball specifically that, that hooked you? Like, was it just people trying to hit you? You get to hit them? Like, do you remember why you're just like, oh, I love this game? <laughs> so I said that I started because of my two brothers. Um and I didn't get along with one of them at all. So being able to play against him and throw something at him as hard as I could legitimately, 
that that was kind of that's pretty awesome and then it then turns out you know we then play together so um you know i ended up not throwing the ball against him but yeah that kind of that release of yeah i don't know just anger energy whatever um just got me because i used to i used to play rugby um that was that's my sport growing up um but then for for some reason i you know started playing dodgeball and i just got so much more enjoyment out of playing dodgeball um instead i think it's just is that kind of competitive nature um yeah is is just different as well so i when it, so rugby i mean that's that's a pretty established sport um it's mm. it's it's i think it's gaining traction here in the states but obviously it's just I imagine it's like the staple over there uh just like football is for us right yeah um, yeah yeah exactly uh, the reason i say is because like what i always liked about dodgeball because when i grew up you know i played baseball um i tried basketball uh did cry did all kinds of stuff um mm-hmm. but dodgeball is like the one sport ish that you just, you, it wasn't regimented and you could be the hero at any moment. You can be the last guy standing any moment. You, you have that ability to make plays at any time because there's uh, six balls that, you know, there's a good chance you're going to mm. end up with one of them and you're making plays. So I really like dodgeball for that reason. Um, do you think that was kind of like the same for you, like coming from something as structured as rugby? Or was it just like, did it fulfill yeah. like a different need? Yeah, I think I don't know. I think it just yeah, it, it it filled something that something that I never got out of rugby. Although I enjoyed it, I think just it was just that that different sport. It had different elements to it, as you say. You know, if if you're the last person on the court, you know that that, that could happen just all of a sudden, and it could it could happen in ten ten seconds. You know, suddenly you had six players on, and then you're the last person or whatever. You know, yep. um, yeah, I, I think those kind of zero to hero moments they happen. Yeah, they happen quite often. That's what makes it memorable, I guess, as well. And it still happens now. Those things which you, which you, you get, you know, ten years ago when you're playing, that that can still happen today as well. Oh yeah, no, definitely, it still happens. I mean, even from a just a recreational league level, like you see somebody, mm. their last one in, you're, you're kind of rooting for them, and you know, they, they try to go for that last catch or that out, and it's. Uh, I don't feel like I feel like the same situations kind of repeat themselves in dodgeball but there's always like different elements to it um and mm. it's still exciting so um versus like i would dare say some like the linear linear sports the conventional ones but um did you play anything else uh growing up other than rugby <laughs> beer pong <laughs> <laughs> i was uh, i was i was quite um quite enthusiastic about beer pong um i guess that's kind of more sort of 16 onwards built my own beer pong table always had had mates around um i don't know if you can call it a sport but yeah that's uh, that's my other hobby which i used to have wait you say 16 yeah um (laughs) yeah so is the is the drinking age it's lower there right yeah it's 18 but um oh whoops <laughs> yeah <laughs> you meant to say 18 got it got it oh no yeah 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 no I, yeah sorry i don't know how i got that confused then but yeah 18 yeah. 18 yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um yeah because obviously you know it's it's 21 here so yeah i was gonna say it's 21 right yeah, yeah we gotta we gotta wait a little bit longer but um would you say uh, well maybe not so much beer pong maybe in the social aspect but um you know, would, would you say rugby helped you um play dodgeball better or has it helped you with your game at all i think i think the the team element to it probably has um because that's something you you know with rugby you've got to rely on your team and there's 15 of you on a a pitch at one time um and you've got to be there to support each other so i think that kind of mindset 
is something that was ingrained growing up because I played rugby for, I think, eight years or so. Um, so when I then started playing dodgeball, just having that, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, everything you do as a, as a team, there's no individual effort. Um, so, yeah, I, I think from, from rugby, I've, I've probably learned the sort of mindset of how to play as part of the team. Nice. There is no, like, individual. It's uh, You can kind of just merge into another team of individuals uh of players and uh understand that um it's not all me and kind of just leave the ego aside yeah exactly nice i mean don't don't get me wrong there, there's sometimes individual plays make things happen but oh, for sure. the bottom line is you know you, you've got to have five other guys next to you who, who know what you're doing when you're doing it and likewise you know about them yeah definitely and that's um that's what you can kind of see um at least in my experience, what I've seen with uh, how teams have evolved, um, you get a team of six decent people, but they play as a team. They're going to do a lot better than mm. six individuals that are trying to, you know, steal all the glory and put it all on their shoulders. And uh, it's 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 something you can definitely tell um, as this sport evolves. But because um, we're 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 getting past that point where it's just individual talent alone can carry mm. you. Um, people capitalize on your vulnerabilities immediately. And if you don't have five other guys or girls that are willing to back you up, then you know, you're, you're done. And yes. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, I agree with that. So let's, uh, let's kind of go back. So you started playing in <coughs> high school, I think you said, right. And then into college. Uh, yeah. So high, high school was, um, what, 12, 11 to 16. And then yeah, I, I played a bit at university as well for like a club or what's it like for, um, college age, uh, kids playing. So sorry, I mean, um, yeah. So high school is eleven to sixteen years old. Um, oh, gotcha. And then, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, high school, college is it's all a bit different. Um, what you guys call it. So yeah, eleven, sixteen, high school, and then sixteen onwards, I guess, would be secondary school. Uh, yeah, college sixth form, we call it here. Um, and then eighteen plus is university. So, um, I pretty much I started when I was fifteen. Um, and yeah, sort of played. I, I basically, the Raiders were a community team. Started off as a high school team, and then we became a community team. So I played with them from when was it? That'd be about two thousand and nine, all the way through till two years ago when we folded. Why? Uh, do you mind if I ask what what happened there? Like why did you just fold? Just, just, just the guys moved on. Um, as I said, I, I moved away. Um, few other people moved away um for university and the team just couldn't we couldn't run anymore um it basically turned you know we, we're turning up to competitions and there might have been four or five of us there um so we could barely field a team and it, it was a shame because we were good we were good players and we played really really well as a team um but just we couldn't get the commitment and that's that's the other thing that you guys probably i don't know how different it is in the usa um you know, you have city leagues, recreational leagues, that kind of thing. But for us guys, we had, we have one league in, in, in the UK. Um, and you'd be traveling up to three, four hours to get to these leagues. And then, you know, three, four hours back home as well. So travel time just became, yeah, became a big deal. Uh, some people just couldn't hack it anymore. And yeah, threw in the towel. For, for a league, not, not like a tournament, but just like, like, a well, that, yeah um so you play yeah so leagues would be the same and any tournament is pretty much the same so you you get do regional tournaments so you might have one in the east one in the north one in the west whatever um you know and one would be closer to you but even still yeah journey times for us because we we were 
we were right on the edge of the country. So it meant, it meant a lot, a lot of traveling. Gotcha. So, so pretty much yeah. just life happened. Like you guys kind of just, you know, yeah, exactly. Your separate ways. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, I almost want to kind of answer this for you, but, um, why, what, what drew you into competitive dodgeball? Is it just like the next level for you? Like you just fell in love with it and just wanted to keep going. <clears throat> so you said, what do you mean by competitive dodgeball? So like, um, well, I guess, so for us, you know, we have our, our recreational leagues and then we mm-hmm. have like, um, like elite dodgeball, um, tournaments where, you know, we, we mm-hmm. travel competitively and, and now we're like, okay, now we're not playing, you know, Tuesday or Thursday night in our, you know, themed leagues, uh, where, you know, most of the people are, are taking it easy and there for a good time. Now we're taking you know, right. four or five of our best guys and we're, we're competing against people from across the U S. Um, so that's what I'm okay, about, about competitive dodgeball. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess to answer that then really, we, it's only competitive dodgeball there's not much recreational social dodgeball at all in the UK. Hmm. Um, there's another, there's a company in London um, called Go Mammoth. I think they're still around and that's, that's much more social. So that's kind of, you know, people are just doing it just for fun. But since I started playing when we had the UK DBA um, and then British dodgeball, it's always been competitive. There's always been a trophy at the end of, end of it it's always been league so for me i've always always been playing competitively um i did live out in australia for about six months i've played a bit of um recreational stuff there um but yeah otherwise it's it's it's, yeah it's very different in the uk to i think the rest of the or certainly some of the bigger countries worldwide um how dodgeball's played gotcha um let's see here so 2009 to 2017 and cause you kind of mentioned like the, uh, the evolution from, uh, United Kingdom dodgeball association to, mm-hmm. to British dodgeball. So is it, is it fair just to refer to as British dodgeball? Like we'd be talking about the, like the same thing essentially. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah mean, obviously just, just yeah. Kind without of going into the detail on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll call it British. Dodgeball, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just kind of glazing, glossing over the, uh, the politics is that could probably be a yeah, separate yeah, yeah. episode by itself. Um, yeah, for sure. So does that feed into World Dodgeball Federation or World Dodgeball Association? Like, how does how does that tie into it? <laughs> um, so as of last year or this year, I think the British Dodgeball are part of EDF, European Dodgeball Federation, and EDF are part of WDBF. However, I, as far as I understand, um, I'm pretty sure you've then got the EDBF, which is like the remaining people who decided not to go, apart of the WDA. Does that make sense? We're trying to follow along. And, and then also, like, um, just, to, just to kind of preface this, like, obviously, this is, uh, you know, your, your, your perception or your perspective. So I, I don't think i want people to just like get on you if you get this wrong right so um yeah yeah just that little i mean yeah for me i'm fully behind wdbf i think the way the direction that it's going in is a far better direction um you know i've been i've been around long enough to sort of see you know the different sides to dodgeball in the uk and you know worldwide so i think from what's happening at the moment i think it's that's the best movement for the sport uh, so yeah, I would uh, have to agree from the state side and again from my from what I've seen um, mm. over the years um, because I've 
like I said, we, we, we've had our political, uh, battles going on with these organizations. Right. And, uh, from what I've seen, um, world WDBF seems to have more inclusiveness, more professionalism, mm. more, um, awareness, I think. Um, I, th- I, th- I think that's probably that you've probably hit that on the, on the head there. Uh, the awareness, I think, you know, being, being in touch with the players, you know, that's probably one of the key things there and, you know, listening to what players want and how, you know, the fact, the fact that you can go and meet the president or whoever, you know, you can, you can meet people who run the, the governing body at WDBF, WDA, you wouldn't ever see that. Yeah. And that's, um, and that, that again, to me, that sort of shows that awareness of where the sport's at. You know, the fact that it's still, you're still able to interact with the players on that, that kind of level. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, right now with dodgeball being as small mm. as it is, um, if you're in it for, for money, um, <coughs> that, that will show really quickly. And those organizations tend to fizzle out over time. And then just, mm. like yeah. you said, making yourself available and listening to what the players want. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of like going back to like hearing you say, you know, you, you get the same kind of, you know, nonsense reactions from when, when people say play dodgeball, like, Oh, like the movie, you know, get those references like, Oh man, they feel those, they feel our pain too. And then you talk about like the political, uh, nonsense that's going on. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like we're, we have a lot in common. Like, it's not just a U.S. Mm. thing. It's not just, uh, an Arizona thing. It's a, uh, it, it's a common, unfortunately it's a common yeah, thing, yeah. but it's not just, uh, it's not just our problem. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. It's kind of refreshing in, in that way. Um, obviously it's not ideal, mm. but, uh, so what yes. uh, what 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 goes into like how do you get to play on um team gb like what, what's that like if you can kind of just run me through what that looks like um let's say after worlds if um if i lived in great britain somewhere how would i how would that work like how would i show up to 2020 glasgow i think yeah glasgow glasgow 2020 um so well originally for for the atlantic cup the way that people were selected um basically you had to have had previous international experience previous or current international experience and you were then invited along to a closed trial um so i think there's maybe 40 guys that sort of trials um and that's from northern ireland scotland england and wales and then from that Oh, sorry, and women as well, obviously. <clears throat> and then from that, um, I think it was then narrowed down to about 16, something like that. Um, I don't know how it's going to work for Glasgow 2020, because um, obviously we've got most of our squad in, but there will be changes. People will be leaving, I guess. Um, you know, pe- people might be dropped, and I think they're opening up to retrial. So in terms of getting you a position there for, for, for Glasgow, I think people will be um, asked to retrial again um, and just sort of re- refresh that talent pool. I think, um, you know, t- Team GB want to hit that one hard. It's, it's, it's home soil for us. I think we want to have the best players we can um, in for that competition. So I think retrials will be there. Um, as I said, get get some get some new talent, get some refreshed talent into that team. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's exactly how it is with Team USA. Like, um, just because you made it last year doesn't mean you're guaranteed this year. Mm. there's a good chance but you have to try out and go through the combine and people have to scout and watch you through all these sanctioned events um to make it and and that's good because it you know it's it's like you said it gets the best talent possible if i didn't make it this year and i train really freaking hard next year and one of the guys slacks off um yeah i could take a spot and that's that's good like we want to send our best so 
Um, uh, and I, th- I think that's this, this quite good to recognise that that's where the sport's at now because beforehand, you know, we, even if we talk sort of four or five years ago, you just had to be, you know, your parents could be Welsh or Scottish and you'd be part of the team, you know, you, and you played dodgeball. That, that was as simple as it was. Hmm. You didn't need to trial. But now the fact that you have to trial, you, you have to be good, you, you, have to, you have to show your talent to get there. Um, I, you know, I think that's incredibly important because, you know, gone are the days of, you know, getting it on some kind of merit that your parents or grandparents were, were from, from that said country. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, that's really good, um, especially if you're terrible. <laughs> like, you don't exactly. want somebody <laughs> taking up a spot that, you know, other players can get if just because, uh, you know, mom and dad hooked them up or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. D- dug out the old passports. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, so you said the Atlantic Cup. So, did you have to play mm-hmm. in that tournament to get uh, invited to these uh, closed trials? Uh, no, so it was the closed closed trials then the Atlantic Cup. Um, so once once you were then in, you were, so basically we had we fielded two men's two women's teams um, f- for that, and it was one cloth team, one foam team. Um, so basically, if you made the top sixteen, you pretty much play. Or what, as I said, I can't remember if it was sixteen, but basically, you then played in the, the Atlantic Cup. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I think, <clears throat> as far as I can make out, I think the Atlantic Cup was sort of teeing up the whole political movement um, from what's just happened. So, it's, so pretty much from this, that's where GB got their invite out to out to Cancun, the World Champs. Um, so I think that's kind of sort of implying, you know, this is what we're about, you know, we're ready to do, to do business. I think, I think that's what the message was there. Nice. So, so kind of like a, like a debut tournament or like a debut international, like, like this is where we're at now. We're going to move forward with this and we're going to, this is how it's uh, like yeah. you're setting the standard, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Set the standard. And I mean, you, you had two of the biggest teams from, from 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 uh, North America and two of the biggest teams in Europe. So you obviously had uh, GB and Austria. And it just showcased what what what's going on in in both both areas. Um, so yeah, nice. That's exciting. It's it's good when things move in the right direction. Um, mm. yeah, just exactly. a breath breath of fresh air. Um, mm. So you also said you had to have international experience. So what uh, what does that mean? Like if if I if I didn't play in this cup, if I like how would I get international experience? Like if I'm brand new. Yeah. So as I said, um, basically team G is made up from players from the home nations. Um, so England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Um, those four nations have been basically that they've been the, the national teams for since dodgeball started in the UK. Um, so we have the European championships every year um, and England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland, they all compete. On an indiv- as an individual nation in each of those so um basically you then had to have experience playing for one of those to then be selected for team gb gotcha if that makes sense yeah that's cool <clears throat> so yeah so in in the euros there's no team gb currently I, I, you know i think <clears throat> that'll probably change in time um, but at the moment it's, it's still there's four nations that's yeah, and that's northern ireland not republic of ireland gotcha yeah yeah so North, Northern Ireland would be uh, so England, Wales, Scotland. You said Northern Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. Okay, that's so cool, man. Um, yeah, because I mean, 
what so last year this year and last year was like the first legitimate uh usa dodgeball like we're gonna have a combine we're gonna have tryouts we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> look at this objectively uh previous to that um it, it was basically you're gonna have one tryout here in phoenix arizona and you, you, the teams were already kind of pre predestined or pre, predetermined and it, it didn't really have like that build up like like now after worlds it's like okay i i know what steps i have to take i have to play in these usa dodgeball sanctioned events um i need to be scouted i need to put in an application for why i, I feel like i can represent team usa and then if i'm lucky i get invited so there, there's like a progression now but it's really cool to like learn about mm. um what it's like for for you guys and then um and a couple episodes ago I had Sydney kind of break down um how it how it looks like with Canada too. So it's really cool. I always felt like we in the States were kind of a little bit behind in the international aspect. Um but it's it looks like we're catching up now because of Yeah, well, it, even for us, I think, you know, I, I think it's kind of we're we're getting up to speed as well. Um I think other nations have done things differently, but I think we're we're all starting to do it in a similar way now, which again it's it's good to see for the sport, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. And what a journey too, just to like start from mm. from scratch to I'm on the team now. I'm, I'm playing against other countries. That's yeah. that's gotta be exciting. So, I mean, yeah. are you excited? I mean, it's like how how you feel right now about this for Mexico? Yep. Yeah, I, words can't describe it. I've been counting <laughs> down the days. <laughs> Literally, this this week at work, it's just like yeah, five more days, four more days. So yeah, I, I can't wait to be out there. But for me, um, <clears throat> I think it's you know it's the pinnacle of my dodgeball career uh you know i've been working to you know I've, I've seen some of these names you know like vince marchbanks I've, I've i've seen his name for you know seven eight years ago but now to actually compete against him on an international stage and you know and, and, you know a load of other of these players who you, who you see on facebook you, you see their faces on facebook you never actually see them so to actually sort of go there and play against them yeah, i just can't wait and what what a bet! What what a great place to do it as well, Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, it's like so, eighty. I can't, I can't wait. It's like eighty-eight degrees out there. I think a friend of mine she was saying um, she's gonna bring sunscreen. I was like, it's November. It's almost December, and like people are freezing their butts off right now. And like, well, not here in Arizona, but um, it, it seems like it's gonna be a really good place. I'm seeing <laughs> pictures already. That's some of the guys that made it down there, and it's it looks like it's paradise. So um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it's it, in the UK at the moment. It's frosty. It's about. I'm, I don't know. It's like four degrees today. Uh, that's four degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is and how you guys say, it, but yeah, it's cold. And then yeah, Monday, I'll be in shorts, so I can't wait. That's awesome. So and just for people to to get an idea, it's uh it's Saturday night or Saturday afternoon evening my time. Uh, what's Saturday? What's what time is it over here? It's like uh, it's almost midnight your um, time, right? Yeah, eleven thirty, um, midnight, nearly midnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just to get an idea, hopefully by the time this is out, it'll be um. You'll, you'll be well on your way. Um, I had to do a quick conversion. Uh, four degrees Celsius is 39 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's cold. It's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely could get worse, but that is it's oh, freezing yeah, for sure. Arizonans. Like we, I would be suffering right now. If it was that cold. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, uh, we live in the, out in the desert, so it's, it's generally pretty warm here. Uh, okay. Right, right, gotcha. But, um, well, let's get into like just some more of the, like your mm -hmm. personal stuff and thank you for trying to, or for helping me, like helping me try to understand the, the international scene a little bit more. And, um, yeah, so good. I'll definitely be, uh, doing some more research as I watch, um, watch worlds, uh, this coming week, but, um, let's get back to you. So how would you like describe your, your style of play? Do you consider yourself more of like a defensive player, offensive? Are you more of a thrower catcher? 
Um, how would you um, say you, you are? Yeah, I'd definitely say I'm more of an offensive player and more of a thrower as well. So um, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say I'm known more for my throw than anything else. Um, and especially coming from my brother as well. I've always always lived in the shadows of my brother. He used to hold one of the records for the fastest, fastest throws in the UK. Wow. So it's kind of, we, we were always known as, you know, the Skinner brothers, you know, we could throw balls pretty hard. Um, and I guess that's something that we, as a team, we were also known as. Um, we were just offensive. We were just pretty brutal. We'd just go out there and we'd just smash teams um, just, just through sheer throwing ability. Um, I guess over the years, I've probably had to adapt my game more, especially playing foam. You can't just be one type of player. You've got to be a bit of everything. Right. Um and I think that's that's something I've I've learned that, you know this past this past year or two um, is learning how to be a bit of yeah learn learn sort of other skills which are perhaps neglected a bit more. So throwing's definitely come in. My catching's definitely improved. Um, been been working hard on that. Um, and again, you know, working working that defensive game as well. It's it's not just about being offensive all the time. I think that's my natural style. I'm I'm happy to go out there being being more of an offensive player. But, you know, as I said, I've had to learn to adapt these past few years. As, as the games got better, you know, the standards picked up. Other teams have sort of cottoned on. You, you've then got to tweak your game as well. You've got to be able to, you know, have have different different uh, abilities to adapt to. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, I mean, you're playing offense one second, and then two seconds later, like you said, half your team's gone. And now you're mm. you got your back against the wall. So you definitely need to be uh, very versatile, especially with foam. Um Mm. so you said you initially play with cloth um and now foam are those the only two styles that you play with currently or like do you have a favorite style of ball or what, what's uh <clears throat> yeah so it's, it's it's literally just been um cloth for well since the beginning um there's never been any other type in the uk really um last year they then then introduced a foam tournament so it's just a one-off regional tournament and then um there's another foam tournament this year. So since the Atlantic cup, that's the only foam that's ever happened in the UK. There's no rubber. Um, so I know you guys have all these different rubber divisions, like anti sting. I don't, I don't even know what they are, but there's, there's all these different divisions, which was seen out there, um, yep. which never really played, but for me, I've, I've then played a few different versions as well. So as I said, I played foam when I was out in Australia for a bit and then played rubber at the UDC champs last year in Chicago. So, um, yeah. Oh, so you, you did. Uh... So, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, I was going to say, so uh, to name a favorite and probably the UK listeners won't like this, but I think foam is my, my favorite, if not almost preferred style. Nice. No, I, uh... I, don't, I don't know if you guys, I don't, you probably have uh, the memes going around as well um, about foam and cloth. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. It's, it's uh... <laughs> It's all foam and rubber. Yeah, it's, it's big in the UK. People say cloth is dead. <laughs> oh god, yeah. People say rubber is yeah. dead, and you know, people okay. like me have been playing for for so long. Like we're we're there's a few of us 8.5 diehards. We're just like, don't ever say that. Like 8.5 is the best ball ever. And then <laughs> you got all these new foam kids playing, and these memes are hilarious. But um, again, that's the nice little parallel with you guys with uh, foam and cloth. And I honestly, mm. I can't stand cloth. I have no idea how you guys play with that thing. That is. A ball I will never understand, and if I have to, I'll, I'll eventually learn. But um, I'm I'm glad that foam is kind of. <laughs> I'd rather play with foam any, any day than than cloth, and I'm actually starting to like foam a lot more now. So it, it's growing on me. Good. 
So I think I think that's probably the middle ground then. So <clears throat> I, I would I would be okay with that. If that was the middle yeah. ground and we all converted to foam, I'd be like, you know what? Uh, it could be worse. <laughs> I'm happy with this. So yeah. Um, yeah, sure. And you said uh, said anti stink. So the the no stink rubber, uh, I think, is what they use in UDC. But you also said you right. played UDC last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that was with that was with the the British Bulldog. So it's kind of it's an unofficial British team, but it's um yeah, bunch bunch of guys. We we played in a regional tournament to qualify, um, and then yeah, got got through to the yeah the UD, ultimate dodgeball champs in in Chicago. So nice. Was that your yeah? Um... And there's. Was that your first? Uh, like, have you, have you played here in the states before? Uh, prior to that, no, first first time to the US, and yeah, first time playing in, in the US as well. Oh, nice! But what was that experience like? Mm, yeah, really good actually. Like, um, I think the whole setup just blew my mind. Like, we've we've never had a tournament like that in the UK. Um, yeah, there's there's. I mean, I, I think those guys had have a lot of funding behind them anyway. Um, but to, yeah, when we went there, it's just an insane setup. Um, you know to then be broadcast as well like it's not often that, that to that standard that happens as well um so i think for me it's just you know one playing dodgeball abroad is always good fun um, but to, to do it on that kind of setup is, is just yeah it's great and again playing against or playing you know you, you're watching some of these players who, who you've heard of and actually getting to see them in flesh yeah that's that's pretty crazy as well yeah no that's that's where i'm where i'm really missing out on um being stuck mostly with the states he's like I, I know vince um you know and andrew catch him i know all these guys i see him like four mm. times a year we're all for the most part pretty good friends um but to you know watch people from you know across the pond as they say and like okay i know that's that's like that's this person that's so and so like just trying to start putting them together and actually seeing them in person mm. that's that's gotta be a really cool experience um yeah i'm planning on going to uh is it glasgow how do you say it Glasgow. 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 I'm planning on going next year. So if that happens, I'll probably be starstruck with you guys uh, or like you are with the the UK players. But um, get you playing some cloth. uh, For fun. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, actually, I I, I just just remembered actually, there's there's another tournament which I played in um, Dodgeball Beach Cup in Germany. Okay, that's the, the. the yeah i think um outcast is known for that one right i think yes yep. yeah right so yeah that's um yeah we play with Macassa. i think they're i don't know what size they are but they're pretty big rubber balls um and that, that was actually one of the first times that i met nate um so i played against him and there's a few other guys from canada uh were, were there as well um so that was probably my first experience of playing international players rubber or that albeit it was a basically just a piss up on a beach in <laughs> in the middle of germany somewhere yeah no i um so do you know rob um hometown Immel? yeah yeah yeah. he was yeah he was on part of one of those teams as well yeah he was, he was telling me about his experience um uh, way back when i started this uh i restarted mm. this, this series and um he's explaining like germany and, and how awesome it sounded mm. and uh like we, the closest I've had is like, you know, beach volleyball where, you know, we're playing like in a sandbar or, mm. um, like a volleyball court and that's fun. And like, sometimes, you know, a little bit of drinking and, and recreational dodgeball could be fun. And the Germany sounds amazing. So that's, that's definitely my bucket yeah. list too. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, if, even if you, cause there's about, I think it's about a hundred teams that enter this tournament and the, the format of the tournament is very different to what, we, what you guys would play and what we'd play. Um, but it's literally just hundred teams of people who sort of live locally they don't really care about the dodgeball they're just there to 
to get drunk and have a good time and yeah. the dodgeball is just an extra add-on but there's normally like three or four teams that sort of take it seriously outcast being one of them so yeah even if you don't play that much dodgeball great experience to to get out to so if you get the chance yeah for sure yeah, it's definitely uh, like i said yeah. it's one of my i gotta check that off before i completely retire mm. but um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, UDC, um, that was awesome last year. And I'm mm. really sad that it's it's not here anymore. But, um, you know, talking yeah. about progressions, like, you know, you, you round up your, your your teammates, your friends, you play in these regionals, and you get invited to go to the finals. And just watching, like, people I know, um, given, like, this really awesome sports center, like, ESPN type of, like, treatment was really cool to see. Mm. Um, I, I I do see it coming back with WDBF, um, so that's that's good. But um, it, it looked like it was an awesome experience. Like just as a spectator, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. were you there then? No, no. I from like oh, a yeah. like a spectator okay. out that's here in Arizona watching yeah, yeah. on my computer. Um, yeah, no, I never got to experience that in person, but uh, eventually. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So kind of a going back to you again. Um, did you? Ever, <laughs> Did you, or do you have any role models or did you have any role models growing up? Ben Stiller, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think, I think my brother was probably one of my, my older brother, Ed. He was, um, he's probably my biggest role model in terms of sports. He's just always good at all sports. And <clears throat> we then, so he, yeah, we would do athletics and then he would just be the best at it. But then I played rugby and then he then comes and plays rugby for a bit and he'd be better than me. And then dodgeball, we, it was one which we then shared together. Um, so we, we were both, you know, yeah, he had his, his fame and stuff, but you know, we, we actually played on the same team together and we, we achieved a lot together. So for me, I think he's quite a big, big role model growing up. Um, you know, you, you have bonds with, with your teammates but the fact that he was on the court with me i think that was um that was even better really it's a shame that mike's i then got a twin as well charlie he, he was the very first one to start playing it's a shame that he, he didn't continue um because that have been that have been pretty awesome having three brothers on the court at the same time um but yeah ed, ed was the one that that stuck by it and we, we played together for a bit so yeah nice yeah i mean that's have a team right there um mm, exactly yeah I don't know if you're if you're too familiar with uh, some of the players from the states, but uh, outsiders from Texas, they've got uh, Eli Hashimoto and uh, Mikey Hashimoto, and uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's cool when you see that you, you see siblings because they they always talking crap to each other, they're always making fun of like trying to see who's the better one, but then when they're playing together, mm. uh, they, they they can be pretty scary together. So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool yeah. It's uh, pretty good. I mean, we we, we um I think we we've done that as a feed on. It might have been the Euros this year. The best best siblings um, in dodgeball. Yeah, there's, there's a few out there um, over over the years, and there's a few females, you know, sisters that have played together. I think they, there's the Koenig brothers as well. Um, there's been a few, so that's cool. It'd be, it'd be nice to see that on an international level as well. You see a couple of brothers playing together. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Um, mm. we'll, we'll see more of yeah. it as we as we continue to progress. Um, yeah. Do you have a uh, like a pregame ritual? Like, do you, uh, like, like when you're getting ready for a tournament, like what, what's, what's that look like? Yeah. So I've kind of more, more recently, I think kind of because I need to, now that I've been playing for so long, I need to sort of get myself into the right, right frame of mind and you know, that, that kind of thing. But pancakes on game day, hmm. um, in the morning. So if, if it's an early start, I, I have to avoid it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but 
if I've, if I've got time in the morning, yeah, pancakes is normally um that's sort of a pre-game ritual, and then just before I play, I normally like to sort of get into the zone, um, listen to some kind of yeah rock music like Kiss or um, Foo Fighters. They're normally my go-to, just sort of get me pumped up, um, ready to go. So that, if if anything, that's probably my my two my two things I like to do, or make make sure that I have to do. Nice. What's a random question? What's your favorite Foo Fighter song? If you had if you had to pick one, or what comes to mind? <laughs> Pretender, I think. Which one? Pretender. Oh, Pretender. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for Everlong. That's my favorite one. Well, any. It's bit to be honest. I think any. Yeah. It, not their late. Not not their latest album, but anything before that, I can just literally just put anything on, and it just gets me in the mood. Yeah. No, it's funny because uh, I I recently I don't say I rediscovered them. They never went anywhere. But uh, I started listening to all the old high school music I was I used to listen to, and I remember nice. hearing Everlong. I was like. Freaking love this song, man. Yeah. So I've been hearing that yeah, like listen to it once or twice a day. But uh nice. So um that kind of answers uh Markel Stokes's question. Um because sometimes I get like a, a recurring amount of questions. I'll just like use them as staples now. <clears throat> and he had asked like what song gets you amped for the dodgeball games. Um and so you said like Foo Fighters Kiss, rock music, mm-hmm. um, and that just kind of helps you get in this, the right frame of mind uh, as you're warming up. Yeah, or... I, I think it's the tempo. I think just you know bringing bring myself up to step, you know, because I, I like I like to think that I'm quite chilled. Um, so like if if, if I was to then sort of say you know my my resting beat is you know it's kind of like sixty beats a minute or whatever, then you then get some rock music on and you sort of pump yourself up and you yeah it really sort of gets the adrenaline going, sort of brings brings that tempo up. So. Yeah, anything which has got, you know, a bit of a, bit of a kick to it. Like a pulse. Um, that's funny. Mm, some, some, yeah. people, some people lately, I've asked this question. They're like, oh, I don't really listen to music. It it, it throws me off. I'm like, that's weird. I Anytime I can, I'll listen to music because just like you, like I'm pretty, uh, most people that know me know I'm pretty mellow, dry, very slow dude. But uh, And so I, I like listening to upbeat music to, to kind of mm. get me, get, get the brain going. But, uh, yeah it's i mean it's not something i used to do before it's as i said it's quite uh, you know probably last last season or so um i think it's just something that's it's helped me a bit more just sort of yeah get that frame of mind gotcha yeah let me see um I'm trying to see how i can post uh pitch these questions with the international kind of feel for them um <coughs> Yes, this one question. So uh, I don't know if you did. You know Chris Bell? Does that name sound familiar at all? Chris Bell's no from Rampage back in the day. No, no, I don't, don't know the name. Yeah, he's he, he's pretty uh, well known here in the states. Um, okay, he, he had he had asked this question um, when I was interviewing him, and it just because he he played dodgeball for a really long time, took mm-hmm. to it, loved it. And I thought this guy was gonna play dodgeball till the day he died, but he's he's since <laughs> moved on. And uh, so I kind of wanted to ask this question to some people now, and that's like, what are you looking forward to post dodgeball? Like, you know, obviously I, I would hope you've got several years of dodgeball still, but uh, what, what do you think life's gonna be like when when all this is said mm. and done? Well, I mean, first things I've tried retiring three times already. Um, <laughs> when when the team GB came about. I prepared on my phone a, a status for Facebook just to sort of thank everyone for everything over the years. Um, and then literally that, that, that later that day, um, 
but then got an email through saying you've been invited to come and try for, for team gb i was like oh, okay here we go it's, it's another year and this happened exactly the same kind of thing happened the year before when we when i went to chicago as well i was kind of ready to ready to sort of pack things up so i think there's part of me you know i think I'll, I, as you say i'll be playing for a few more years to come um i'd like to think that as well but once once i do give it up in the end i think i think i'm just looking forward to having the weekends free just having time to do other stuff because it, t- it takes up a lot of time a lot of energy you know you're training two three times a week and then got the gym um tournaments pretty much take up most of the weekend as well as i said you know it's a lot of travel time for us guys in the uk um but i think yeah just and trying to find another hobby that would be um that'd be something i look forward to you know putting putting some put my my energy my focus into something else um that's not dodgeball I haven't found what that is yet but um yeah yeah uh me neither it's been it's been what would we say 15 years and i still haven't figured what that's gonna be like yeah. it's funny i was uh was talking to a friend of mine about that last night because uh, she was um she, she's kind of competitive but but at the same time she's like i've gotten to where i want to go um you know i'm not really I'm, I'm ready to just stick with recreational move on mm. and then that that kind of just jogged my my memory of like oh man i still need to figure out what i'm gonna do when this is over with um <laughs> but i'll figure that out next time that's it's kind of funny that yeah. you said you already thought about retiring three times and then something just pulls you back um that's good though um mm. and that's probably the other thing you know it's i've been around for so long i know the game really well um i think if coaching became you know that's something I'd, i think i need to yeah i think i'd consider um doing i think it's gonna be the right right type of thing and i think that's probably the next you know that's the next wave in the uk is all the younger players which we have at the moment you know there's going to be more teams around dodgeball's going to get better in the uk and at the moment, we don't we don't have that many coaches. Um, we, we've only got a handful. Um, and when I say coaches, I mean people who just solely coach. And you often get people who play and coach. So I think you know, within the next 10, 15 years, you're going to get a lot of players like myself who stop playing and start coaching. So I, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to think that I'll be part of that as well. That's awesome. I was actually going to ask you about that because mm. that that's what I was thinking too. Because um, we, you know, if you look at real quick like the evolution of dodgeball let's say boom it all started in 2004 with this movie set of rules that we started to apply um at first it was hey i played baseball i'm gonna grab like five of my bros and play dodgeball and (coughs) we're gonna not really care about strategy but then then you started to see strategy get into into the mix and you started to see like uniforms Mm. then you started to see like captains and then just like start to see like this this progression of like how the sport's Mm. becoming more professional and I think the next element um, is going to be, like you said, a coach. I think like a dedicated, you know, he or she, they're there to just coach. They're not playing. They're not doing mm. dual roles. They're actually developing strategy and, and building the team and calling plays and uh, being that like external member. So I think that's probably the next big thing that we'll see soon. Um, and it's cool because like, you know, you see yeah, Team USA sure. with their coach, Team Mexico with their coach. I'm assuming you guys, you guys have a coach? Yeah, yeah, I've got. Um, he's actually one of my best friends. No coincidence, I'm in the team. Just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, Jace, Jace D. He's he's coaching us. Um, he's the men's home coach at GB. Nice. Yeah. See, so I mean, it's already happening with the the top tier, higher level. But I'm sure mm. when we look at um, the competitive tournaments for next year, uh, maybe we'll see one, or we'll see one next year, but mm. or the following. But uh, yeah, coaching is a good way to kind of be involved, but at the same time, not be not losing too much time as we get older. Um, yeah yeah exactly and I, th- I think that's part of part of it as well you, you can still be involved in that 
but it's just it's with much less physical involvement yep yeah for just gotta stop sometime but uh till then we'll, we'll keep going yeah exactly <laughs> well i got a few more questions um <laughs> and this one uh one of my favorites is um what do you want to achieve in dodgeball and uh what has pushed you to to get to this point like what has pushed you to get better so it's kind of like a two-part question yeah um it's a good one actually um you know bottom bottom line would be you know, world champ that that's that's the ultimate goal is to be world champ be, be the best at your sport um you know i, I don't think we're going to go out and win the world champs this year i don't know that much um you know as as a team we've only been playing since april this year well we didn't it was was a different team since then so i think in terms of what i want to achieve, i just want to play at a high level um and enjoy myself um like i need need that competitive streak you know i need to be playing at a sort of level where i am challenged um you know so last year i I left another team sorry the year before I left to join Meteors, and one of the biggest things about it was that we were a very that they are we are a very competitive team, um, and you know we we like to be challenged. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably as long as I get those two sort of things, I'm I'm satisfied. Um, and what, what what pushes me to get better? I think learning from your mistakes. Um, you know, you watch back footage, or you know, you don't win a match um or you lose a frame or something whatever um you then look back at that and sort of think why did that happen um and i think for me it's, it's always that strive to be the best you can nice so yeah yeah the the uh that will to push yourself and get mm. get further and further and seek those challenges that can be an incredibly motivating force and that can push you to all kinds of awesome heights and experiences and um Speaking of meteors, so Sergio, he had earlier said that uh, just to give us an idea uh, of what uh, what meteors are, are like, um, he said essentially mm-hmm. they're like the doom and rise um, as far as championships are concerned. So mm-hmm. for us, I, I mean, are you familiar with like doom and rise down over here in the states? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, those guys. Yeah, they they they've pretty much owned the dodgeball competitive scene for for years. Um, mm. And, you know, some teams are kind of stepping up to, to finally challenge uh, Rise. Um, it's kind of shaking up a little bit, but Doom was just winning everything for a long time. So Meteors is, uh, if, if Sergio's equating them to that, that's, that's saying a lot. And mm. going back to, now that I have a, kind of an idea of, of your history, Meteors is the team that you play on now, right? Outside of Team yeah. GB? Yeah, yeah. Got it. Full circle. Finally, finally understand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, cool, man. I think I've got like maybe two more questions left. Um, cool. And that was, is there a specific country that you're looking forward to playing against this week? Um, I think th- th- there's, there's probably two, which I'm looking forward to playing Mexico because it's on the home soil. Ooh. Um, yeah, it'd just be good to sort of see what the host nation puts up for us. I haven't really heard much about Mexico. So yeah, th- there'll be, be an interesting team to play and then although we already got smashed by usa um at the atlantic cup when they only had six, six players i'm looking forward to seeing that 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 full strength in usa um yeah i'm not not sure what the, the score line is going to say but it'll certainly be a really good experience to, to play against that team 
Yeah, I'm a I'm biased man. Obviously, I want USA to take it. Um, when you're not <laughs> playing against USA, I'll probably be rooting for you guys. Now that I actually know one player out of of the yeah, nice. countries, so um, it's gonna be exciting to watch, man. Um, it's just cool getting to know people and and seeing this on such a different stage than just oh yeah, you know, this team from Arizona is playing against this team from Oregon. I hope Arizona wins, or I want you know a West Coast mm-hmm. team to win the Elite. Now it's no, I, I want my freaking, <laughs> freaking country to win. So. Yeah, that's exciting. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so one thing I've been asking people um, is, are you team taco or team pizza? And I, I kind of sound really, really bad with this, but do you guys have tacos out there, right? It's funny. It's funny you just asked that. Um, we we don't really have tacos. Isn't really a thing in the UK. Um, there's a few. There's a few taco bells, um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not a big deal. Um, so I mean, I know what they are, but I've, I'm a pizza guy through and through for sure. That is the right answer. I mean, when you yeah. obviously you're going to get uh, plenty of chances to get probably the best tacos in Cancun, but uh, yeah. pizza. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the food out there actually. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's good food. Um, I I love mm-hmm. both, but if I had to choose, pizza. Is. <laughs> yeah, pizza every day. <laughs> Sergio is, but uh, not but not but not for next week though. <laughs> yep next we give it a shot but then you know always come back to pizza it'll always welcome you back um yeah exactly sergio's saying on the on the group chat he's like no tacos cancels trip so <laughs> we, i guess we won't be seeing him next year to uh, to glasgow but uh yeah awesome man well i think uh i think that's all i got like uh, it's really hard not to not to dive deeper uh into the international scene but th- this is something that i want to do more of especially once worlds is, is complete um mm. But before we uh, we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to say or any <coughs> shout outs you wanted to provide um, to those that might be listening? I think just a shout out to all the all the Team GB guys that are going. Um, you know, I've played with and against them for for years, so I just can't wait to go out there and you know do the best we can. Like looking forward to it. It's, it's been months of hard prep, so just I can't wait to get out to Cancun and, and play alongside those guys. Yeah, man, it sounds like. So, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Sounds like quite a journey, and it's like I said, mm. it's it's cool now. Actually, I can identify uh, with with another person that's not Team USA and, and root for you. So, um. <laughs> well, at least we'll have a, another fan. I think we've got we've got one person who's going to be out there, and he's going to be supporting us. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got, we got two fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll it'll turn around next year when when we're all going to to your turf. Exactly. So. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, uh. Cool. I appreciate you hopping on, man. And thank you so much for being so flexible with the timing and, you know, sorry for, no, thanks for having me. Out. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's definitely something I want to do more of. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. Alrighty. So that was an interview with, uh, Henry Skinner of, uh, team GB and the meteors. And, uh, Henry, thank you so much, man, for, for being willing to hop on and, uh, Kind of help me understand the shape of dodgeball in Great Britain. I understand it's it's just your perspective, so it's just it's just kind of like I feel like I'm just dipping my toe into the pool to understand um, what's going on in dodgeball outside of the U.S. And Sergio Leone, thank you so much, man, for for helping me uh, figure that out and, and and arrange the details to make that interview happen. Um, like I said, this is something I, I definitely want to do uh, post Worlds, just because unfortunately timing being what it is, uh, a lot of things just got in the way, and I couldn't interview more more teams or players from other countries. But uh, definitely going to do more of this uh, next season. Um, 
just because there is so much dodgeball out there. But it's also, as I said, kind of refreshing to hear that uh, other other countries are experiencing some of the same growing pains that that we have here in the states. But um, yeah, I think I'll just leave it at that. So um, if you're listening and you're still en route to Cancun, again, safe travels. If you're competing. Um, best of luck. Obviously, um, I want Team USA to win, so I hope you guys do really well and get silver and bronze because uh, gold is for Team USA. And uh, I am just going to stop talking before I dig myself a hole. So anyway, uh, for those of you that are not in Cancun, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>